From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. A few topics for you as we talk over the next uh, hour and whatever we go today. Back uh, back with you, a very rainy Oxford morning. Thunderstorms coming through uh, a little while ago. Still thundering as we're uh, starting this show here. So we'll, uh, we'll hit the news and more on the show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Go pick up. The, uh, we don't have to pick it up. Download the SpeedPass Plus app. It will take care of you. It's the safest, the best way to pay for your fuel there at the Oxford Exxon or all Blue Sky locations throughout Mississippi. You can also go next door to the Oxford Crystal. Use the drive-thru and pick up some grub 24 hours a day there right next door. And again, completely from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He will send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around or you can do what I've done. But I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the service. Um, You'll love the uh, product. You'll love everything about Clark Ford. They'll go above and beyond your uh, expectations. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove that to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Yes, join us on the Raptors music and food hotline rafters on the water is open it's located at the sardis marina so come experience outdoor dining unlike any place in north mississippi the menu offers shrimp and mississippi catfish platters along with gourmet burgers louisiana style po'boys served on leidenheimer french bread they're open wednesdays and thursdays 3 30 to 10 friday through sunday 11 a.m to 10 p.m Newly expanded picnic-styled dining areas as well. Signature appetizers, including Zydeco shrimp, crawfish egg rolls, live music, and uh, a variety of fun cocktails, including their famous house frozen margarita. They also have to-go and outs and curbside pickup available. All you got to do for that is give them a call, 662-712-6162. So a uh, little news on the site uh, yesterday, recruiting-wise, at rebelgrove.com. Zach Berry with a story on Jacob Springer. He is a Navy transfer. He was an All-American Conference uh, linebacker. He is headed to uh, to Ole Miss uh, as a uh, as a transfer. I, I don't think he's graduated yet. I was supposed to say graduate transfer, but the story tells me that is not true. So uh, anyway, that is that is correct. He is yeah. based on uh, Zach's reporting. He is not graduated so, so he will have to sit out yeah notable interest illinois memphis michigan missouri notre dame texas wisconsin ucla and others so again you can see that on the site at rebelgrove.com i assume uh mr mccready your mailbag coming out at some point today yes uh it's about half done my my plan was to get up early this morning and get it done and i woke up early this morning and remembered i had a doctor's appointment so a little behind but it'll it'll, it'll get up at, at some point today that's you, what she said. You zoomed through the doctor's appointment. That was kind of impressive on, every, on, on all on all on all accounts. Everybody got done quickly there. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a waste of time. It's a long story, but it's all good. Okay, so a couple different things today. I saw this, and I, I mentioned I meant to talk to you about it the other day because um, it struck me. And now we have to think. Well, we need sports for this to come true, but I still thought this was uh, 
was fairly interesting. Uh, Richard Deesh of The Athletic does a lot of media predictions, does a media column every week for uh, for The Athletic. I think it used to be Sports Illustrated, then he moved over to The Athletic. But I found this uh, this one most interesting. And now, again, we got to have sports, but I didn't really think about this. Uh, Lee Burke, president and CEO of LHB Sports Entertainment and Media, this is his prediction for the rest of 2020. He says, by the end of this year, all the major broadcast networks will become de facto sports networks. To date, the production of scripted series and movies has been decimated by the pandemic, and with the exception of animation, news, and the occasional at-home episode, the traditional fall premiere season will be delayed for months. As a result, the belated return of live sports during the third and fourth quarters of this year will take over primetime broadcast schedules bereft of anything else. TV schedules will feature an unprecedented glut of major sport events such as the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, college football, Grand Slam golf, tennis, NASCAR, IndyCar, and more. Potentially all restart more or less simultaneously with schedule conflicts overflowing on all paid TV. I didn't think about that, but he's right. Nobody's filming anything, so we have no programming from a scripted television standpoint whenever the fall does get here. Yeah, and if you think about it, let's just let's just give everybody the benefit of the doubt and say that everybody starts on their scheduled times. Yeah, sure. Um, Major League Soccer, I think, starts July 17th. Is that right? Something along those lines? No idea. Uh, uh, Major League Baseball will start July 23rd or 24th. The NBA will start July the 30th. Uh, the NFL will start September the 9th-ish. College football will start in in full if, uh, again, everybody out there going, no, Neil, it can't. Just chill, relax, calm down. Uh, September 2nd-ish that week. Yeah, I can see that. I can see games being put on on national television that wouldn't I mean, on, on network television that wouldn't otherwise have been on network television because they got to have something to play. Yeah. I think I, I saw, I think Cole Kublik yesterday and I'm, I'm catching up. I'm no, nowhere near caught up, but like I, they billions stopped the second half of their season five. There's a lot of TV shows doing this. Yeah. It just did never, I don't know why I'm really not a TV guy. I guess that's why it never hit me, but um, yeah, very, very few things are being done from a, from a movie, from a TV, from an acting standpoint at a, at this point, very similar to the writer's strike, I guess, 10 years ago, whenever it was that uh, you had a season loss because of uh, because of that. But anyway, yeah, just a just I'm, I'm less there. of a TV guy today than I have ever been in my life. I and, will... and, and some of the, some of this is pandemic and some of this is, I, I think, because I live with with young people who don't watch television. Yeah. And, and so I, I've I sort of consume media in the way that they consume it. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I had I got. And I get it because I'm a baseball fan. My phone kind of blew up yesterday. My phone blew up for two reasons. I had a tweet that really blew up. And then. Hold on. Yeah, finish. And I got a question. Go ahead. Okay. And then the baseball news kind of came down yesterday. And I got a lot of, hey, are you excited? And I don't mean this to be like a downer. No, not really. Not particularly. Frankly, I think baseball played in empty stadiums. A Cubs-Cardinals game at Bush or Wrigley with no fans in attendance is going to be boring. If I'm being honest, I think it's going to be boring. I think a 60-game schedule is no way to determine. It's it's illegitimate from the from the jump. And the coverage is going to be such, in my opinion, where anytime someone tests positive, everyone's going to be this super, super paranoid uh, reaction to it. I, I'm... 
I do not anticipate other than the part of me that needs to be engaged in it to be able to talk about it here. I do not anticipate on a fan level being engaged at all. They've annoyed me to the point that I don't care. I was already on the fringe of caring anyway. And I like I mean, it's been well documented on this podcast. I really haven't had a baseball team per se that I've pulled for day to day since like 2010, 2011. But I, I have no interest. I mean, I might turn it on in the background. I might do whatever. But it will be nothing. You know, whereas we had, we miss sports for so long, and so many people. I know you kind of feel like you went the opposite way. But for so many people, it's hey, anything back, I'll watch it. My God, just give me the sports, I'll watch anything. They definitely don't get that with me, and they might not even get my casual observing that but it was it was normal anyway, where I turn the Braves game on, or it's nine o'clock at night, and I'm sitting there, and the Mariners and the A's are in the background. That's over. I'll find anything else. I just don't care at all. Um, well, I don't well yes, yesterday, um, I was looking for something to watch. I mean, I, I could set up the long story. The bottom line is, I overdid it on a run yesterday, and it was more humid than I thought it was. And mid-afternoon, I was kind of zapped, and I frankly, I needed to take a break. And I adopted Tottenham Hotspur as my English Premier League team a couple of years ago for fun with Carson. And, sure. and so they came on, and I was like, I'll go watch some of that game. And Tottenham was playing uh, West Ham. Tottenham won 2 to nothing. The game was fine. I found the... Uh, pumping of crowd noise into an empty stadium to be obnoxious. And before everybody goes, oh, soccer, a bunch of living, stop. NBA is going to do it. Uh, a lot of people are going to do it. It, it. They're doing it because they think it makes the broadcast better. I found it made the broadcast obnoxious. Like, you're, you're, you're lying to me. That, that, that crowd noise is not legitimate. I would rather just hear the players yelling, you know, communicating to one another defensive assignments and stuff. That and that actually happens in soccer, I've learned. Um, you know, I'd, I'd rather see that, but it made it made the, the made it less viewable for me without just I would have preferred hearing being able to hear crickets. There's nobody there. Don't pretend that they're there. And and by pretending that the stadium is full of of soccer fans chanting and singing and doing all the things that typically is done at an English Premier League game, it was so disingenuous that it was a turnoff. How real does it sound, for lack of a better If you closed term. your eyes, you would think that it was an English Premier League game. Would you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the birds being chirped in at Augusta. Um, oh, I can't believe you'd say that. My God, that did Hey, they're under fire from dead spins, you know, this week. So, um, you know. well, you know, uh, we have renamed the primary bedroom in our house. We will no longer refer to it as that. What, any, is, it, what is it now? The large bedroom? It is just the biggest bedroom. The biggest bedroom. The biggest bedroom. But not the best, just the biggest. Well, because I, I don't want to offend any of the other bedrooms. I mean, it was dead spin that had the, had the story. So off the top, it's like, okay, whatever. Have, have, have fun. But. <laughs> Even beyond that, I do give people credit. Like, it was kind of like, all right, yeah, fine. And then, like, everybody knows, yeah, good luck with that. Like, go bark up that tree all you want to and see how far that gets you right now. Um, that'll that, <laughs> They'll get right on that, uh, I'm sure. Uh, uh. I mean, you know. The, the members at Augusta National, look, the history's not great, and they have their own problems, but 
they're not they're they're probably not going to cower to you next week. It's just no, it's a, my understanding that they have gotten together on a big Zoom call and said we are bothered that everyone's offended. What can we do to fix it? That yeah. that that is my understanding. That, that I anticipate a complete change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's been good for the internet, if nothing else. It's 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 fantastic. <laughs> no, who? I mean, obviously, I mean, you can get some engagement. This is not whatever. But who in the hell retweeted that NASCAR tweet for that to vo- blow up and kind of go viral yesterday? Because that does not typically look like our numbers on anything we do, especially offbeat. So what happened? Well, I don't know. I, so I had the following is going to sound a little. I know more people in some sports than I'll ever let on. And, 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 and I know more people in NASCAR than I let on. Well, you did a daily radio show in Alabama for I did. years. And I know I know more people in NASCAR than I let on. And uh, if I'm honest, I don't have a problem with NASCAR. I, it, it doesn't do anything for me. And so I'm, I'm never going to do a lot of NASCAR shows because it would be revelatory of my ignorance to do them. I mean, I, I don't really understand the sport. It's fine. I have no problem with it at all. It's just it doesn't do anything for me. It'd be like me trying to do a whole bunch of golf shows. I would quickly get exposed as you don't know anything. But I knew some people in NASCAR, and when this Bubba Wallace story happened, I texted a couple. And just kind of like, hey, what happened? And their responses were kind of ambiguous, a little irritated. They were frustrated with NASCAR. And one in particular yesterday just was kind of like, when I, I sent the first text I sent, I said, what happened? He said, I thought you did it. And I said, no, man, I've got an alibi. And, and I sent a, you know, a smiley face and he came back with, uh, this isn't directed at you, but this, it's not funny. This is not funny where this is going is not funny. And he goes, you'll see. And so yesterday when the news came out that the FBI had determined that there was no criminal act. He sent me a, a very long series of texts, and I just took the one line out of it about the the hand, the hand pull. He said, "Well, your, your, your tweet. I spoke with someone connected with NASCAR this evening who was furious with NASCAR Steve O'Donnell, their president. He said it was obvious to anyone who saw it that the rope was a pull cord, pointing out the handle was clearly fashioned for a hand. And quote, Mike could hang a Barbie doll. End quote. Yeah, because I'd said something about." Earlier in the day, there was a there was a, a Twitter account. Clay Travis picked it up. I saw it before Travis ever picked it up and started to do something with it. But I knew I would be accused of being a racist if I did. So I'm, I I can't do that. All the pictures of the garages. Is that yeah. What you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, and I sent that to this person and said, "Accurate." And his response was, "Yes, that cord's been there." Those kinds of cords are, have been there. It's to, it's to make it easier to grab it with your hand and pull the rope down. And I made the comment. I said, I don't think there's a human on earth who could put his or her head into that hole. He never responded. And so anyway, he came out with that yesterday. And I don't know who took that, but as of last night, that, 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 that tweet had gone pretty viral. I I kind of had to put my phone away because it was just blowing up. Yeah, about four thousand retweets, a little over ten thousand likes at this point. Um, I think that's my most interacted tweet ever. Do you really? 
the only one that I, I'd have to go back and look at it, the one where I kind of broke that Kiffin was the was the coach that was done. Because that, that gets a, national a appeal, of, so yeah, it yeah. runs. That, that's a good point. Okay, that got a lot of inter, of interaction as well. Yeah, because we would also have to be in the last three or four years, just because so many more people are on Twitter. Like anything that happened in thirteen, fourteen, it just wasn't a big enough medium at that point. Right. To, and I don't. I'd have to go back and look at like Tunsil Night or the oh night that God. Hugh Freeze was fired. Oh, the, those would be those would be big. I just, but I I don't I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back and search, and I'm, I'm not in that. I'm not that interested. No, I don't think it really matters. That, uh, that, but this that one, much. this one was interesting. This is a story that it so encapsulates the moment we're in in so many ways that to watch the media reaction to this story to me was absolutely, I don't know, infuriating. Uh, a lot of media don't want to understand that the public no longer trust us as a media, one media. Yeah, one the, entity. The, pu- the public no longer trust us, and who can blame them? This, this is a pull cord. It's it's got a loop in it. Okay, help me here, and I. I'm I'm doing very clear semantics on purpose because I do think this matters. Okay. Did the does the God we're doing rope knowledge this morning is is the cord literally a noose meaning no. when you pull it does it tighten around your hand does that make sense yes no it's just a knot that creates it's a loop a loop okay it's a loop that that expedites it yeah, easier no, I, 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 for yeah, you yeah, to yeah. hold onto the rope to pull a heavy door yeah I understand what you mean so here's my point above all else. I think I blame the FBI then, because don't say noose in your official statement. Oh, there's no doubt. That's who you blame, because, look, I'm not, whoa, I'm not defending the media in this, but at the same time, use the correct terminology if you're literally the investigating body. If it does not, if it does not tighten around your wrist, then it's not a noose. This is a, this is a loop on my mask. It's a loop. Yeah, I see If it. I pull it, if I pull it, it's a loop. Yes. That's not a noose. And let's get real. A noose has to be big enough to go around a person's head. This and and, and the fact that this and well, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess if you're trying to fear somebody, I mean, ornamental size is whatever. But a loop by by definition is that it tightens under load. Yeah, literally, okay, that is the get, definition. Yes, yes. And let's let's get away from some of this and get to the reality. Okay. If that rope, loop, noose, whatever term you want to use, okay. has been there since October, and garage assignments are not made until week of, and that's my understanding, there's no way someone could have planted that. It's Im- literally impossible that someone planted that in October or November of 19, and my person says he thinks it's been there before that. He said, you know, Talladega is not used every day. At, at, at minimum, it was in the fall because I think it's Wood Brothers Racing. They yes. had that stall last fall, and they said, hey, yeah, it was there when we were there. And my, my person says he thinks it was there before that. Okay. But regardless, there's no way that the person who, quote, planted, end quote, that 
loop, noose, rope, whatever you want to call it, pull handle, knew in October or November of the fall that Bubba Wallace and his team would be assigned to that garage in June of 2020. Literally impossible. The Oxford Exxon Podcast also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Dead Soxy hopes everyone had an enjoyable Father's Day weekend. If you didn't get your feet's favorite brand of socks, don't miss your opportunity to own some of the limited edition styles still available in limited quantities. Go to deadsoxy.com, check out the limited edition Father's Day styles. Styles are available individually or in bundles. Dead Soxy sincerely appreciates all the feedback that led to offering each style on its own, and they want you to know just how valuable your input is. So go to deadsoxy.com, check out the limited edition Father's Day collection before they are gone, and as always, stay soxy. Our friends at Blue Delta Jeans are very pleased to announce the Blue Delta Studio is open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. If you have jeans to pick up or you are ready to get measured for your own Blue Delta Jeans, don't hesitate to drop by or reach out to Blue Delta to schedule an appointment. While you're in, don't forget to check out Blue Delta's new line of Georgia Mill duck canvas fabrics. Strong and durable, these are the ultimate made-to-last pants. Info at BlueDeltaJeans.com or on social media at, at Blue Delta Jeans, whichever way is easier for you. Give the Blue Delta Jeans team a shout, and they'll be glad to see you. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Pinnacle Trust, based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They're also home to the Pinnacle Trust 401k advisory services team. Uh, when you work with Pinnacle Trust 401k advisory services, you gain a valuable advisory team and time-saving resource that will help you develop and maintain a solid strategy for your retirement plan. They're committed to providing you with the personalized attention and involvement that you want and need. Their goal is to help you manage your 401k plan properly and ultimately improve your employees' retirement readiness. Call Pinnacle Trust 401k Advisory Services Team and they can conduct a complimentary no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Mention that you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the Oxford Accent Podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fees. And we're brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about getting away, been about four months of uh, lockdown, you want to get out, you want to go see what's happening in the world, but you want a deal, you want, uh, you want it to also be a vacation that you remember that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Well, I suggest you get in touch with John Edwards. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. What you do is you call, you give him a budget, you give him some parameters, he'll give you options, and you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles, great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the comfort of home, all the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you want, but with the personal touch. They also have a commercial checking account, now paying 1% interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account. It comes with fully interactive online banking. They can help set up any local business to deposit checks from their office and not have to worry with coming to the bank daily. 
to deposit those checks. More than likely, any business owner at another bank is now paying a monthly fee for their account, and they're most assuredly not making 1% on that money. To learn more, go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. Amber brought to you by the law firm of Bain, Moss, and Bowen, PLLC. Located in historic downtown Corinth, Mississippi, their firm practices a wider range of law, from DUI defense to car wrecks to representing government entities. Bain, Moss, and Bowen, PLLC is the only firm in Mississippi, I should say, that is made up of a sitting state legislator, a former assistant district attorney, and a former circuit judge. Their experience is unmatched in that regard, and you can tap into it by visiting them at 618 East Waldron Street in Corinth or by calling them at 662-287-1620. A free background check is available upon request. So here's where I'm bothered, okay? Yeah, sure. When that subject came up on Saturday or Sunday, where was the person that said, because this is where I think this is going, where was the person that said, oh, this is unfortunate, but... Yeah. I understand how a mistake can be made off the top, sure. But, hey, yeah. guys, let's... Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Just where, heads where up. Hand-raised guy to go, yeah. yeah, but guys, this this has been in that garage since October. We didn't assign Bubba and his team to this garage until Thursday. Yeah. Um, in, unless this is the most prescient person in the history of mankind here, this is ha- this is this is this is a no this is a nothing burger. Let's and, move on. Because here's what happened. NASCAR saw an opportunity to get woke. You think so? There's no other explanation. There's no other explanation. There's no other possible explanation. On the terms of somebody knew exactly what it was and didn't say anything. That's what you're saying. I'm saying that you know that's a small community. Yeah, sure. Okay, they all know each other. They they travel together. They compete against each other. They, they're around each other. They hang out together. That That is a fraternity, and it's a small one. You know somebody on Saturday night said, yeah, man, that, that handle's been in there for months. You know they looked at that and said, here's an opportunity. So the entire sports, I mean, and I'm not disagreeing per se, but the entire, the entire sports stayed quiet for 36 hours to allow that moment to happen? Uh, yeah, because right now, if you were the guy that raised your hand and said, hey, I just want to point out that this is. There's that, some dude somewhere that is, is, is staying quiet going, oh, hell, I did that. I just, I just, I couldn't pull the rope. I just decided I'd help out with the rope a year ago. You know what I mean? Like some dude somewhere goes, yeah. Oh, there's that. absolutely somebody who somewhere down the road in that particular stall said, I'm having a hard time with this rope. I'm going to make it easier. I'm going to put a loop on it. Yeah. Moved on with his day and never thought another word about it. Yeah, uh, and, and but do I? Yeah, do I think the sport saw an opportunity? The sport was getting beat up. Confederate flag uh, ban last week. Yeah, the Confederate flag was flying in the air. Someone had rented a plane to to fly it. There has been a lot of talk about Tommy Joe Martins was on uh, this show, and we had talked about how he had taken the Mississippi flag off of his. Uh, off of his car, I think Ricky Stenhouse had done the same with his uniform. That's correct. This, yes. it, this was a this was a topic. 
And so NASCAR saw an opportunity to, to, to rally around its one African-American driver. And I think they orchestrated a, a sham. I do. And I'm sorry, but that's what I think. And that doesn't make me a, it, it doesn't make me anything. That's just what I see. I mean, that, that, that was not a noose. Here's what is so unfortunate is that this should have been a good story all the way around. It should have been, even if there was a mistake made and it got to that point, even beyond what you're talking about, it had the chance to be, hey, guys, not a hate crime. Miss, somebody screwed up. It, 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 in best case, somebody just messed up. We got here. Yeah. It wasn't directed at you. And we still got that great moment of unity, which was awesome. Yeah, of course. It, it, it should have been like last night when this whole thing ended and came out. If I'm Bubba Wallace and I'm his team and I'm NASCAR going, hey, guys, we made a mistake, but hey, that was pretty cool. All move on. All good. Stop. Well, but okay. even last night, Bubba Wallace doubled and tripled down. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, oh, it was a noose. Okay, so to, to, to go along with that, you have got to be willing to say, let's use November since that was the latest possible one. You have to be willing to say that someone designed that rope pull to look like a noose, to intimidate Bubba Wallace, and did it seven to eight months out. Knew that a pandemic would happen and knew that Bubba Wallace's team would be put in stall number four. That's what you have to believe. There's, there's you. If, if you're unwilling to do that, and that's why no one, that's why no one buys media right now. No one believes us. It's why people are so cynical about coronavirus stuff right now. Because nobody. I mean, I turned it on yesterday. I was in here working on the mailbag at five thirty, and David Muir tonight, tonight, the FBI, Alabama. And tonight, coronavirus spiking all over the country. We'll have the latest from our team of doctors. It's hyper it's hyperbolic. It's 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 dramatic. This is not four months later, we have ruined lives. We have wrecked businesses. Let's get real. I'm and I think, coming full circle on that, I think it's why I'm so annoyed with the FBI statement, is that it gave cover to media. Because they go, yeah. well, I'm confused. It said news. I'm I, I'm reporting from the FBI statement, which, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm most annoyed with them. But the thing is, and this is a problem with media, the left, the right, everybody in today's world. Nobody is willing to ever say, I jumped to a conclusion or I was wrong. No right. one, ever. There was no media the, member that goes, hey, you know what, I, you know, we probably should have whatever, or, hey, this whatever. No, 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 it's, hey, yeah, 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 okay, but, da, 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 It's one of the reasons that the economy is still reeling. It's one of the reasons that some places are still shut down. Officials don't want to admit they were wrong. My opinion. I mean, NASCAR does not want this to go away. They, 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 they don't want to say, hey, yeah, it was kind of a dumb mistake. It happens. And, yes, yeah, stuff happens. I tell you, one of the things that disturbed me, and you and I talked about this on Monday briefly. We never got – didn't do it on a podcast. Yeah. But there was a feel out there of – and I'm not comparing 
Bubba Wallace to Jesse Smollett at all. Nowhere near the same thing. Different, different deal. Yeah. But that name popped up and you were like, I mean, I, I remember thinking, I might've said it to you. Yeah. But if you're in the media right now and you even openly question the veracity of this account, you are going to be labeled a racist immediately. And so a lot of people were hesitant. And then, you know, as the time rolled on, people started digging into it a little bit. And here come these pictures. And and now all of a sudden, you know, people are like, hey, I just want to point this out. And the only, to his credit, the only media member I saw who went with that and said, hey, I'm putting this out there. This is this is a, a, a small Twitter account that is posting this. And it, it could have some veracity is Clay Travis. And, of course, we all know what's happened with Clay Travis. I mean, Clay Travis has been relegated by the mainstream media as now he's an extremist. He is he is one of the bad guys. Making an absolute fortune, but yeah. one of the bad guys. Yeah, I just it it's such a it's such a blunder on all on all accounts because I mean, Richard and I kind of closed the show yesterday with with some NASCAR. And at that point, we don't know this. We're just talking about the day and whatever. And, you know, you get this great thing of unity. You get all this stuff. You get people watching a NASCAR event, frankly, because Bubba Wallace was in contention late. He was in third place with, like, five laps to go or something. Before he had to pit, he was going to run out of gas. You're watching this. I'm a person who I grew up around it a little bit because my dad was really into it. He raced dirt track cars and stuff. And I had a little bit of knowledge of it when I was younger. But I haven't watched a NASCAR race in 15 years at all. I mean, I remember I remember, I remember where I was the day Dale Earnhardt died because everybody does. But beyond that, I don't know, don't care, couldn't name 15 drivers. Um, I was really into it at Talladega the other day. You've got you've got a crash on the you know, a couple of crashes in the last five laps. You've got the third place finisher coming to ask first over the finish line. I mean, you got all this stuff where I was actually kind of vocally into it. So you get all that, you get some really good human interest stuff, you got them rallying behind uh, Bubba Wallace and you're the sure. one African-American driver. So many positives there if you just handled this normally yesterday. I think you would have gained fans now you've lost them. Oh, yeah. Well, and now you've lost a lot of your, your hardcore fans. You had a chance to really build in a positive direction this week. And I don't know now. But when you lie to people yeah. at that level, hard to overcome it. You mentioned Stenhouse finished second. He lost by like just a nose or whatever you want to call it. Oh, did he? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had basically like five wide in the last turn and come through and it was a wreck and it was, yeah. It's kind of days of thundery. It was... <laughs> it was... Good, my good friend Ricky It's right well, here. Well, Coming I mean, on in. there's not much better in NASCAR than that restart with like three laps to go. Everybody's yeah. just hair on fire the the, the last three yeah. li- things. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Well, because a lot of them are going, "Hey, if I wreck, I wreck." But hey, it's you know, um, I, I'm going to remember a win a lot more than I remember running out of gas or finishing eighth. So hey, let's go for it right here. And yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take a shot. So, I I'm curious to see if it's done or if we have more coming out in the next couple of days or if NASCAR just tries to move on as is right now. Um, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure they'll find a scapegoat and fire him. For what? I don't know. Yeah, I never thought I was going to open up today's show and go, well, I'm really angry at the FBI if it wasn't. I, I, it's, not, it's not where I expected I was going today. 
I, I have a, I have a feeling based on just NASCAR's language that the FBI did a favor to NASCAR and used the word noose in there. Oh, do you really? I do. I think NASCAR contacted the FBI or FBI contacted NASCAR. Not that it matters. We're just. Uh, I don't, that's a great question. I don't know. A uh, little news: Blake Henson has verbally committed to Iowa State University. Iowa State. Yeah. Good for him. We've seen them a little bit. Yeah. They came into Oxford and shot the lights out that day. They did. They were good. I mean, they day. were unconscious that day. That was the first day Ole Miss wore the powder blue uniforms, wasn't it? Or is it just maybe the second time? I don't know. Really? We never did talk about the uniform concept, the, the kind of the Houston Oilers thing that I've always talked about it for looked years. Good. I love it. I think they ought to do that. Well, they put it in, into motion today. They can get it by 2022. Especially now yeah. with the whole pandemic thing. I, think, I bet it takes a while. I bet it does take a little while to produce that much. I'm not going to run back through this because from yesterday's podcast, everybody would have gotten 25 minutes of this. But I did not recall this. Did you, did you, you don't remember per se, but in that vote in 01 that we always talk about on the state flag, it was choosing between a new flag and a current flag. I didn't remember that. I thought it was just keep or get rid of the current flag. But actually, there was another design they were choosing from. And I told Richard, you can't, sorry, you can't do it that way. You've got to just put whatever because you have too many people that go, well, I'm for a new one, but I hate that new one. Well, no, 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 the hell with that. Like, just, we'll figure that out later. Just get rid of the current one, and then we'll go from there. You can't put it heads up against another flag. That's worth 10% of votes. I swear, I, I, I know I'm right. I, I wasn't here in 2001. I didn't keep up with it. I don't know. I wasn't a voting but I, age, but. But I'm here in 2020, and I don't understand I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how people are digging in. I know y'all talked about this, and you're going to be like, no, I can't do this. I, I, how can people dig in on this right now? This is, hey, we're gonna, I, 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 I don't care about the state. I don't care about the economics of the state. I don't care about Ole Miss or Mississippi State or Southern Miss or anything. I don't care. I, by God, that's our flag, and I'm digging in. Even the Baptist church said change the flag. Hey, that was big yesterday. All seriousness. I know. That so, was big. But, but they still don't have the votes. I mean, what does that tell As you? As of yesterday, they did not have the votes. And when I say didn't have the votes, they didn't have the two-thirds majority. They, they might have a majority, but I don't think they have the two-thirds that, frankly, might be necessary the twice. They need two-thirds to suspend the rules, and then they might need two-thirds to override a veto. And the governor of this state, he hasn't said he's going to veto it, but he sure as hell hasn't said he's not going to veto it. This is a moment as a governor. This is a moment for leadership to come out and say, we need to change. There's the 2001 losing flag, by the way. I just sent you a text. Okay. I know you're riveted. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one before. He replaced um, the, the the Confederate cannon with a bunch of stars. <laughs> I have no idea what those stars mean. But there's a bunch of stars. I've never. <laughs> Campbell showed me the other day the Alaska flag. I think. Who Got knew? Google. Yeah, it's like this. Just a bunch of stars, just kind of sporadically put all over a flag. Oh, it's, it, it's a it's a constellation, then, right? I think so. And she's like, kind of like Australia or New Zealand. I don't know. Yeah, it's a constellation. Yeah, she's like, I love this flag. I'm like, yeah, whatever. 
You're not getting. I mean, just just put up a flag with a smiley face on it and be done with it. I mean, this this is this is. It's the Big Dipper, Neil. You know that. It's like the most famous constellation there is. It's the Big Dipper. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Take a break in the show to tell you about Community Mortgage located in Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis, so you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing in Oxford and the flow down option where you can lock in the current rate, but if rates go down before you close, you get the lower rate. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy on South Lamar in Oxford. Also Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. Both those locations are open for regular business hours. Tyson's is utilizing a walk-up window. And GM is offering curbside service there in Oxford. Both stores are dedicated to local delivery and still able to deliver same day as well. 662-236-2222. The podcast brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com is the website. Click the very top so you have to support Oxford during COVID-19. You can see a list of all retailers, restaurants with curbside with delivery options to uh, help you out there if you need that list. Also, ways to support hospitality workers who are out of jobs right now in Oxford between Tip Roulette and some other options that you have. Again, visit OxfordMS.com. Podcast also brought to you by Special Orthopedic Group. They are open in Tupelo and Oxford. You can skip the ER for urgent ortho-related injuries at both locations. They're offering, offering virtual health telemedicine. Patients have direct access to all SOG physicians and nurse practitioners. Patients have 24-hour access to appointments at 662 767 4200 or SOGMS.com. No referral is needed. Walk-ins are welcome. And then last but not least, we're brought to you by In-House Interior and Design, 662-681-6241. You can call, you can text. They are available for you. I talked to Nikki this week. They've been picking up more clients because people are home right now. They're seeing things around their house they want to change, they want to fix up. They offer new client gifts. They offer dorm room appointments whenever that does uh, come with discounts as well. So you can find out more. Text or call 662-681-6241. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm scared of this flag vote, okay? I'm, 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 a, I'm a little on edge. I'm a little freaked out. Oh, do you anticipate there being a vote? Because I don't, I don't sense that we're headed in that direction right now. I think the legislature changes it in the first of 2021. That is my... I, it's not uneducated. I don't have somebody telling me what's going to happen. I'm just reading tea leaves, and if you put a gun to my head, that's what I would predict. Is that the legislature so, doesn't get it done with with a special session or a, a suspended rules or whatever. They tell everybody, hey, go home with the knowledge that when you come back in 2021 for session, you're voting on this. That is my guess so, as of today. So Kylan Hill's not going to play? Well, I think he will have that decision to make. I mean, if again, they might get the votes in three hours. I don't know. We'll see. But because they're trying hard, I mean, I, I will, I will say that every day brings on a couple more people flipping their vote to a new flag. So it's it's getting close. But I'll say close isn't I'll good say, enough. I'll say this, and I, and some people say, well, if you don't like it, leave. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of if you don't like it, leave. That that that's great. That sounds great on the surface. It, it's a really bad economic plan. If you don't like it, leave is a really bad plan for how to grow your state. It's, I mean, among the worst. Like, if you were to say, let's put up the 10 worst plans for how to grow a state, if you don't like it, leave is in the top 10. Yeah, it's not good. Kids look at this and just go, because I live in a house full of them. They look at this and go, I don't, I don't want to listen to all this. I just, that, that's not what I want to do. 
when you, and, and this is not how you reverse the brain drain. And Mississippi has a brain drain problem. This is not how you reverse the brain drain. I, I, I'm, I'm literally baffled by it. I, you know me. You, you've known me a long time. I, when I tell people I'm a common sense guy, I truly am. I mean, I kind of look at things very pragmatically. I, I, I look at this and think, even if you are, are one who thinks that the current flag is fantastic and it honors your state and all that stuff, you, you have to look at it today and go, we got to get rid of it. We got to decommission it. We got to put it in a museum. We got to do something different. This defiant, hell no, if you don't like it, you can get out, is insane. I didn't mention this yesterday. Turnout, by the way, let's see, 494,000 and then 273,000. So, 700, 800,000-ish, just shy. Yeah. Uh, A million people voted in the presidential election of 2000 in Mississippi, by the way. So, a little worse turnout for this than in the uh, presidential election. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know, busy on a Tuesday that go, do do I really care enough to stop and vote? Yeah, um, I told Richard yesterday I was right on what the map kind of looked like, although I was wrong on some areas back in '01. It would look different today because Oxford would vote for a new flag today um, on the whole. Yeah, I think Oxford. I think you and I talked about Lafayette this yesterday. County went fifty three forty six old flag in '01. I think Lafayette County would go at least eighty twenty new flag. You think it's that much? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I told Richard, the delta all the way down, like from the tip of Mississippi on the west all the way from north, north to south, went new, went new flag except for three or two, two or three counties. But then other than that, the only counties in the state that, uh, that went new flag were a couple that kind of connected to the delta, Yazoo and Holmes and Hines and Madison, and then two or three on the other side, Knoxville, uh, Kemper, Winston, no, no, sorry, Octibaha, Startwell, and Clay, West Point. That was it. The entire rest of the state county-wise. So we're talking, do quick math here because I think this is interesting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One of them tied. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Uh, let's see, eighteen. Sixty-four of eighty-two counties went old flag in two thousand one. Wow. And a lot of them dark, dark, dark blue. George County, 90%. Green County, 85%. George County's down. On the coast. Southern, yeah. Yeah. Alcorn County, 84%. Wow. Tish County, 90%. Pontotoc County, 83%. Calhoun County, 78%. What was like Yalabusha? Uh, Let's see. 65-34 old. What about Panola? Seventy-one, no, sixty. Wow. Sorry, sixty-three, thirty-six, sixty-three, thirty-six. Old flag. Yeah, I just you know that changes today. Yeah, I think so. It has to, right? If you're look, if you're in a county that is around Ole Miss, Mississippi State, or Southern Miss, and you're not voting for a new flag, you you do not understand the economic impact those institutions have on on your economy. Yeah, just because I mentioned Corey with you two days ago, and then mentioned Richard Monroe County went seventy thirty. Uh, old flag in 01. 
That was before you guys got all the bars and turned into New Orleans, though. Hey, so it's, got, it's different got, now. Got Bourbon Street opening up downtown Amory. Well, it's like, you know, remember when he called in the other day, asked Corey, hey, what's actually open? Nah, nothing. Okay, great. Well, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Man, I was in I was in Amory last Sunday night. It was crazy. God, nuts. Jesus. I mean, I, I, really, I thought I was on Chapatulas at, at one point. I, it, it was it was just incredible. I, I couldn't believe it. I asked somebody, I said, was Saints play tonight? And they're like, no, man, you're in Amory. And I was like, really? I would like to see the looks around the room for the guy whenever one finally does open and everybody's doing the Sunday lunch thing and somebody goes, hey, can I get a – can I can I get a can, can I get a bourbon over here at like twelve fifteen or whatever and just the eyes in the room looking around going holy Whoa. hell <laughs> when hey. they say I'd like a Long Island iced tea and not a sweet tea it's gonna just go crazy yeah I know um, <laughs> yeah. have a little mixtures with my meatloaf um I just asked for a bud uh, Jesus uh all right <laughs> not really worth talking about other than I mean it's fine obviously deserves it um. I do. I, I am with the group though that instead of retiring numbers, just put a ring of honor up and put people in it. Like I, I have no real opinion here. Like I don't care, but I don't like taking numbers away in college football. Okay. That, that those things could be helpful with recruiting. I think there are certain numbers that stick with That's fan true. bases and with players for certain positions. Ten yeah. ten has become a very prominent football number at Ole Miss for quarterbacks. 22 is a very prominent football number at Ole Miss with running backs. I think you can play into that different. Instead of taking them off the field, I think you ring of honor, you put people in it, you do different things, and then you still find a way to let those numbers be significant as players for uh, for your particular school. That's what I would do. I've never thought about it, but you may have just swayed my opinion. In, in a, to prove to you that I'm kind of open-minded, I, I would have always said – Ole Miss should retire Eli Manning's no. number, and nobody ever, ever should wear it again. I put a 10 up there, and I put Eli Manning and Chad Kelly around it. I put a 22 up there, and I put Deuce and Dexter around it. I don't want to take 22 off the field. I don't want to take yeah. 10 off the field. I mean, not even having a debate. I mean, John Rice Plumley, 10, quarterback number. It is. I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's – you know, put twenty up there, Shea Patterson. Uh, uh, <laughs> now my standards on a Ring of Honor are extremely. Oh, they're high. high. No, 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 they're high. I mean, like, like exceptionally high. Does Chad qualify? Sugar Bowl, third most yeah. total offensive yards yeah. in SEC history. I think he does. Does but off he only the had, field he only had one, keep him one from and a half it? years? Does off the field keep you from it? Sure. Okay. I've told you now, if you're going to do a ring of honor at Ole Miss and you don't put Romero Miller in it, yeah, skip it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have no interest in talking about the rest of it. Impactful signees in the history of a program. I mean, outside of Archie and Eli. Romero's up there. And, 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 and frankly... I don't, I don't know. I'll, I won't. I started to say if Romero doesn't happen, who knows what the program looks like by the time Eli comes out. But I won't go that far because there's a lot of stuff. Um, but man, if you don't have Romero Miller, and now's the time to do that. 
Yeah, I would I would do some semblance of whatever. I'd put it up there and go, hey, here's our initial class, and I'd find ten dudes. Take your pick. Yeah, it's, but it's it's. I I don't I can't do Ole Miss history. I'm sorry. I know people get frustrated with me about it. I understand. I I, I can't go past really about two thousand very far. But you you can go you can go deep with obvious names. I mean, again, Romero, Eli, Deuce, whatever, Charlie Connerly. I mean, you can grab dudes. I mean, it's 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 yeah, yeah. But but Romero's in that. Since we're about to blow it up, we, we're going to run out of times so that we can do the Mount Rushmore thing. Um, Romero's in the Mount Rushmore to me of Ole Miss people. I of, of the significance. He was an Afri- He is an African American, but he was an an African American kid from Shannon, Mississippi, who at the time was a parade All-American when being a parade All-American was, was a big the deal. deal. Yeah. The deal. Not not a big deal. The deal. Oh, I mean. He was a, he was a parade All-American who could have gone to Tennessee at a time when Tennessee was, was recruiting on a very national level. He could have gone to Alabama at a time when Alabama was Alabama. Could have gone to a lot of places. And he stayed home and went to Ole Miss at a time that Ole Miss was just kind of hanging in there. Had every reason in the world to go, ah, you know what? I'm going to go someplace else. And didn't. Came to Ole Miss. And by going to Ole Miss, he paved the way for a lot of other guys to go to Ole Miss and change the face of that program, change the direction of that program. That, that to me, that's undeniable. I, I'm always surprised that it doesn't get more, it doesn't get more attention. Some of that is because he was replaced at, as quarterback when he finished his eligibility. Eli stepped in, and those years were so uh, Eli centric as they should have been. And, and Eli's gone on to have, or went on to have an incredible professional career and two Super Bowl MVPs and a couple of All Pro seasons and all of those things and things that that Romero did not accomplish professionally. And I think that in in some people's eyes diminished his his value, but in terms of his value to Ole Miss, his value to the college football player, uh, he he's very 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 significant. That '97 signing class, when Ole Miss had nothing going on athletically, they were just coming off probation. Uh, they had not been to a bowl since '92, I think, uh, off the top of my head. Something like that. Yeah, it's been uh, a while. That signing class, you look at it here, and I'm not even counting like some guys that played a little bit, but I mean, some pretty significant names. I mean, Jamie Armstrong was a pretty good wide receiver here. Joe Gunn was in that class. Um, Monte Langs in that class. <laughs> Ken Lucas, Deuce, Joe, Terrence, Romero, L.P. Spence, Kedrick Vincent in that class. With yeah. no, with nothing going on athletically right there, right then. No, it's one of the pretty reasons. Pretty dang good. That, that's 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 big. I mean, Tommy Tuberville did a good job at Ole Miss when he was here. People can can argue about the way that he left or whatnot, but he was a game changer. Yeah, reading a text file, it's hard to find the '97 signing class. That was pre-Rivals era. There's not a lot of uh, not a lot of info on those. Uh... But had there been a Rivals, it would have been uh, 9.95 a month. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> yeah, and it still is. Milk has gone up nine dollars, but we're still <laughs> trucking along. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is what it is. Uh, NCAA stuff. Keep Laramie out of something like that ever, or eventually does he does he get some type of recognition from an all time Ole Miss deal officially? 
Yeah, I think so. I don't think the NCAA thing keeps him out of it. Um, uh, you know, but they didn't. Uh, oh, Patrick I, Willis, by the way, we're adding. People. Yeah, well, Patrick Willis belongs on the on. Yeah, because yeah, he's phenomenal. <laughs> that's that's kind of my thing. You know, just I I think you've convinced me on the Ring of Honor. I don't. I just don't want the numbers off the field. I don't think it makes any sense. At all, I, 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 I just don't. Now there there are ways to let a guy do it. Still, I mean, there's no the FBI is not going to come down and stop it. If if for example, if but Arch it's harder Manning, to put them back on the field than once you take them off. The toothpaste is out of the tube a little bit. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no no question. It would almost every take say, that every time I say there's no doubt. I think of Jay Tate doing it with Gus Malzahn. There's no doubt. I mean, I, it would almost take something like Arch coming back and going, "Hey, can I wear my my granddad's number?" Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And, and then it, you get it, 18 it, back it, on the field, and then you. Yeah. Yeah. And Lane Kiffin or whomever the coach is, we go, yes, you can wear whatever number you'd like to wear, bud. You can wear you can, you can wear just a fraction on your jersey if you'd like. It's all good. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Yeah. Numbers, you just don't, you don't know with kids. I mean, sometimes numbers matter. So why, 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 why throw a negative there for no reason? Especially Yesterday, if you really Zach- start doing a lot of them. Zach Barry sent me a text that said, "Hey, I wrote something on on Arch Manning," <laughs> and I was like, "What is he? 15? And then I said, "Okay, I'll go look at it." So I edited it and put it up, and uh, not really knowing what kind of feedback it would get in the middle of a pandemic when there's national stories all around and people are in a fairly crappy mood. That story got a lot of feedback, and I thought, "Oh my God, if this thing turns into a real thing in oh, a couple of years." Dude. Whew. Dude, how may God may God have mercy on all of our souls? How nervous will that morning be? Hey, Arch is committing at ten. It's Ole Miss or LSU. Uh, Godspeed, everyone. Yeah, because I mean he's he's about to start his sophomore year. Yeah, I mean he's fifteen. Yeah, and so Zach was like, "I'm I'm going to break down his recruiting," and I was like, "You're going to what?" And then I, I, he did a really good job. It's a really good story. It's on. Uh, well, the internet Rebel, is Rebel so Grove. stupid. I mean, he, you know, Jeff Duncan was the first one to put it out. He goes, hey, he's gained all this weight. He's gotten bigger. He's like six, whatever now, and whatever. And everybody's like, oh, he's doing this, doing this. It's like, no, he hit puberty for God's sake. He's still fifteen. <laughs> like, I, it's not HGH, guys. It's 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 yeah. It, it's a growth hormone. Yeah. He's the first boy ever. To gain weight and fill out at 15. Yeah. Had an off season and he got real big. Well, yeah. Okay. Tonight on World News Tonight. I know. Arch Manning gained 20 pounds. An inch taller. Yeah. We at ABC investigate how and why. Next. The golf version of the uh, um, hyperbolic media was yesterday a second player uh, tested positive for COVID, Cameron Champ. And uh, a caddy has tested positive, and I saw, and this wasn't in America. I think no. this, this was in, this was in the in Europe. The headline was something along the lines of PGA Tour bubble not 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 secure enough, and it's like, oh, there are. It's one player and one caddy. Yesterday, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted that uh, uh, Nikolai Jokic. Who um, you, I don't know if you know who that is. He's the starting center for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I, I, knew, test- I, I knew he was a basketball player. He tested positive for COVID. 
And at the bottom of the story, it said that he's expected to return to the States next week. He's finishing his quarantine. Okay. The responses to that tweet, it's just not going to work, y'all. Shut it down. It's over. It's done. It's just not going to work. I'm like, he, he, wait, wait, hold, hold Stop. Take a deep breath. He tested positive. He's finishing up his quarantine. He's coming to the States on time to report to Orlando to get ready for the rest of the season and, and the playoffs. How is this shocking news? What am I missing? Podcast also brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. The firm is built on decades of wealth management experience, and they have seen it all. Their financial advisors have a reputation for professional excellence, and their clients rely on their high level of confidence and integrity. So whether you need guidance on developing a financial plan, creating a customized executive benefits program for your business, or preparing a detailed asset allocation analysis, Bluff City Advisory will provide forward-thinking, cost-effective investment strategies customized to uniquely fit each client. 901-365-3447 or email ben, B-E-N, bluffcityadvisory.com. My mailbag will be up at some point today. It is brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, and you can reach her at 662-567-2573 or at Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, 662-842-3844. My only COVID complaint, well, I have a number of COVID complaints, but the big one as it pertains to sports is the continuous moving of the goalpost. In March, we were told herd immunity was a good thing. Is it no longer a good thing? Well, I think they've moved now to arguing it doesn't exist. Because there's not, I mean, as there wouldn't be because it's a novel virus, they use the guise of there is no study to prove that it exists. Because you technically could get multiple colds in their opinion, so it's the same thing. That's how they've moved the goalpost. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's not the cold. So if you get it, you do develop antibodies. That's why they're testing for antibodies. By the way, do you know that if you test for antibodies positively, you get counted as a case? Yeah, I knew that. E even though you're not an active case? Yeah, I didn't know that. So the question is, like the other day, I gave blood, and so I got my antibody test back, and it said negative. Do I get counted as a negative case? No. I don't think so. <laughs> well, then, then, then it's flawed. Well, it's just like if you were a positive, and then you're not in every state, but in a lot of states, if you're positive, and then you're positive again in 10 days when they retest, that's two cases. You're a new positive. Yeah, that's two cases. That's why I pay no attention to case numbers. Show me hospitalizations, ICUs, and deaths. I'm not really concerned about case numbers. Do you see where, I think it's Alabama, the percentage of players that have tested positive, it's well over 50%. Oh, was it really? I think so. Oh, I didn't say that. My sources on this are college kids who know 
This is going to come down to athletic administrators figuring out what their threshold is to be uncomfortable because media is going to pop them. Oh, John Solomon's column yesterday. Did you see it? I thought he worked for like the Aspen Institute or something. What's he writing columns about? I don't know. But he quoted a doctor saying, what's too many? Is, is, Is three cases too many? Is one case too many? He's not even in the media anymore. I mean... There's, there's, it's, I don't know. It's. Yeah. The point being, I, if, if, if the threshold is incredibly low like that, then never start. Cause there's no reason to do it. Just stop. Cause you never get, yeah. you're, you're, you're never going to get through it. Yeah. It, it. And figure out what, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully get some answers to this soon. Also figure out why, how and why you're testing. What is your actual protocol for what constitutes a new test, when you need to test, what how what that looks like? Because frankly, programs don't have the money to just go, hey, I'm going to test you every three days just because. Well, the other thing is, but but if every test that we do, if, if the negatives aren't counted and the positives are, well, that's going to impact your percentage. Yeah. Our uh, our friend Hogan Gidley moving to Trump's re-election campaign. He's going to have one hell of a book one of these days, if nothing else. Uh, he can. Well, someone I know uh, told Hogan today in a in a text message that if he needed help with said book, <laughs> <laughs> Hogan said he gained forty three thousand followers yesterday. Really? Yeah, on that account. Because Trump. Pushed everybody over there and and, yeah. and named him the national press secretary or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, he's going to be the press secretary for the campaign, yeah. the head guy, the, basically the communication. Which is kind of what he likes. Hogan really likes campaigns. That means that at some point in November, Hogan is going to be involved in one of those historic phone calls, whether it's a con- concession or a someone's conceding a, an election at that point. I presume. Yeah, and this is not a political statement. We have a buddy. We have a friend. That's yeah, he's our friend. Oh gosh, he's a good friend. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for our friend that that he's. It's a hell of a line on a resume. When this is over, one way or the other, that's uh, that's. It's been my running joke with him is, hey, you're gonna get out of this, and you're gonna go into crisis communication somewhere, and like you know, some Fortune 100 company is gonna be like, well, I mean, let me tell you the stuff I deal with every day. And he's like, yeah, dude, what, 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 <laughs> what, what, whatever. Can you imagine? Yeah, have at it. He's be be, I spent four years in the Trump White House. You can't. There's nothing you can do to shock me. Nothing. Yeah. I would break out in a sweat every morning when I walked into work with him. Because, like, you don't know what's coming that day. Like, there's no there's no way to prepare for what you might get that day. No, so. because you've got to have your Twitter notifications on at all times where a tweet pops up at 730. You're like, well, there went the plan. Yeah. New day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Law and order. Oh, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Is there any other news? I don't think so. I don't know. There was a story in the Mississippi Free Press about some suspending funding for the cemetery or something, but I, I don't have the mental patience for it today, so I don't really know what's going on. Um, so what was, hold it, time out, time out, because you've been doing that story. What yeah. is the what is the deal with? So Ole Miss is saying now they're not going to take the private money. Uh, they're pausing funding from one particular person. 
is the way I understood the Mississippi Free Press story. I mean, no offense to the writer, but it was not overly well written, and it was kind of rambling, so I had a hard time figuring out exactly what it meant. But, yeah, the way I interpreted it was that they were not – they were not willing to take money from that particular person. Um, I don't know if it was because of backlash. I don't know if it was because of something else happened. I don't know. Um, The the, the headstone thing has become a point of contention, and it's also something that does have some merit in some ways behind it, so they're probably having to figure out what to do about that is my my guess. Here, hold on. I'm looking for it now. I'll just pull the story up. well, there was a cemetery committee that nobody really knew about. It kind of operated in the shadows a little bit. Um, I had not heard it heard of it before this week, but although it apparently had been meeting since 2018. And according to this story, um, history professor John Neff, who passed away earlier this year, he was kind of the person, that was the consensus builder that kept everybody sort of sane on both sides. And apparently after he, uh, after he died, things moved uh, hard in, in, in one of those directions with everybody left on the committee. Um Let's see. Let me find it. Uh, let's see. Da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. Sorry. Just quickly just search pause because I'm pretty sure that was the word that that everybody used. Oh, okay. They used it in the headline but didn't use it in the story. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They're going to um, they're going to do something. They're going to move this thing at some point, but it appears that they did not want to uh, take this person's money for at least a portion of the uh, of the thing. I have gotcha. a hunch. I know who this is, but I'm not going to say the name uh, in case I'm wrong. But I have a really good hunch. I know who's, whose money they're not taking. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just laughed. No. This is just... <laughs> The behind the scenes here is just insane on so many things. Well, I had a conversation with someone yesterday. They, they, they meant well. They said, I bet, I bet this has been a really slow time for you. <laughs> I, said, I said, man, it, it's been incessant. It hasn't stopped. It's a, it's a constant. He's like, but there's no sports. I'm like, I know, but I'm just telling you. It's always something. These are huge stories right now that we're covering. These are, I mean, this, if you're on the Mississippi State beat today, no joke. This Kylan Hill story, you've got to press that story. Yeah. So hold up. Are you are you committing to that? Because if you back away from that, your words have no have no uh, weight anymore. You just said if they don't change the flag, you're not playing. So if they don't change the flag, are you are you reporting? Are you working out? Are you going to go to practice? What are you going to do? And are you trying to recruit other players to come along with you? That's the story. If you're on the Mississippi State beat today, that is the story. It's not the depth chart. It's that. And you're asking Mike Leach, have you talked to Kylan Hill about that? The headlift, I guess I should have read from the beginning. The uh, the first sentence of that story is, the University of Mississippi will temporarily cease the collection of private funding to renovate its Confederate cemetery, where the campus rebel soldier statue is due to be relocated, a source close to the fundraising effort told Mississippi Free Press on uh, whatever day. So, yeah. so just in general. That was the way I read that. I thought it was yeah. with one person. But look, it might be the same thing. There might have been one person fronting the entire cost. I had heard that. I yeah. don't know that to be true. I believe that without knowing it. Okay. But yeah, either way, whatever. Um, I, I don't think this is an overly significant story. Um, other than the fact that I do think this could create some change as far as what they do with the headstones. Um, Boyce came out with a letter in the last 36 hours or so explaining that 
a lot of the stuff from the rendering was not true, that they were not putting money into some of that stuff that, uh, he did, however, admit that he did not associate or put any, 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 uh, feedback or tell the public what was going on. Um, I kind of read the, the inference there that he was done from a strategic standpoint. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's a, there's a letter going around to the university committee, uh, community from voice on that. So. I bet there's some people out there that that wanted that thought they wanted to be the chancellor at Ole Miss who right now are going, whew. Oh. <laughs> Bullet well, dodged. Boyce might be one of those. Hey, had you told him in November, hey, you, you it's not, as I told Richard yesterday, it's not that you had zero capital. You had negative capital. And then, yeah. hey, there's going to be a pandemic and a statue <laughs> and a flag. Um, I mean, <laughs> the IHL in January might vote no to the monument change. Like, hey, just heads up here. Here's, here, here's what's Pro- coming in the first protesters showed up i don't know if you remember this because this happened pre-pandemic protesters showed up at the, the the hotel to to prevent your your coronation if you will yeah i mean you know you told him at that moment hey let me hey hey glenn glenn can i tell you what all's coming in the next yeah. year he might have said you know what i'm, I'm out but there are a handful of other people that have to be thinking man you talk about unanswered prayers yeah. Well, and, and 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 look, we didn't know this at the time, and this is not a an out for anybody. If a new chancellor had to come in and quote unquote kind of break in himself with the IHL, mm-hmm. you are looking at a nightmare. You of course. are. You you would have been looking at a nightmare with all this. So, anyway, all right. Uh, more podcasts coming to you throughout the uh, the week. I think I saw a G Pits was up, and uh, G Pits is up. Yeah. Mind on my money will be up today. We're taping a soft verbal tomorrow, so that'll be up at some point tomorrow, I would guess. Um, working on some beer garden stuff, but yeah. And then we, we'll, you and I, podcast tomorrow. I know Thursday is normally a, a hand raised guys day. I don't know what our day looks like tomorrow. We'll we'll yeah, try to get that. We have something scheduled, and we got to figure out what we're doing with it. Um, I don't think we yeah. have an answer there. So uh, go to rebelgrove.com, and then we will uh, we'll talk to you again very very soon.